There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's December 2nd, 1697, and another remarkable event is about to be uncovered by Aria, Rebecca, and Ali. The Retrospectors. Early each day to the steps of St. Paul's, the little old bird woman comes. But she'd have nowhere to go to shill her crumbs were it not for today in history in 1697, the day St. Paul's Cathedral, as the world knows it now, was consecrated for use. The original St. Paul's had been destroyed in the Great Fire of London of 1666. Christopher Wren was appointed architect three years later. And now, a mere three decades, later <laughs> and still nine years before the final stone would be laid the cathedral was sort of ready <laughs> <laughs> and it was ready in time for its first ever service a big thanksgiving celebration for that really important date in the calendar the peace of Ruswick. it probably seemed like a bigger deal at the time i personally would have gone for christmas for my opening <laughs> service um but the peace of Ruswick ended the nine years war between france and a mm. european alliance which included england so this was a big deal and um william of orange apparently wanted to come. He was the fourth of five monarchs to sit on the throne during the construction of the cathedral. Mm. Uh, he supposedly wanted to attend but was advised to stay home due to fears that Jacobite assassins might be concealed in the huge crowds who turned out to see the uh, you know, the ribbon-cutting ceremony, as it were, of the new yeah, cathedral. Yeah, 300,000 people on the streets. Yeah. Crazy considering almost none of them could have gone inside. They were like, <laughs> you can see it any time, guys. It's been built. <laughs> <laughs> so the cathedral, as you said, Ollie, was the product of one of the biggest setbacks in in the city of London's history, which was the Great Fire of 1666. And it's funny, I found this piece of commentary that said very matter-of-factly that plague had swept through London in 1665. So, it said, in effect, the fire cauterised the city, destroying its disease-ridden and ancient wooden slums, creating an ideal opportunity to remake the city as a fitting capital for a growing world power and financial centre. And I just took that as read as being like, yeah, that seems reasonable. But actually what you're talking about is this incredibly intense and, you know, world-changing and life-destroying and property-destroying moment. And also those slums would have housed actual genuine people. So, yes, it probably did prevent the spread of plague any further. But, it, you know, it also burnt things to the ground that really mattered to people, not least of all the previous St Paul's Cathedral, the third one to have been built on this place. And it's quite interesting from that perspective, especially given that Christopher Wren was quite a conservative man, mm. as a deeply traditional person, that he didn't keep what was left of the prior St Paul's, because there were bits. And the obvious approach for someone from that background, I mean, the sort of English way, if you like, would be restoration, wouldn't it? Mm. But he just really liked domes. He just really <laughs> wanted to build a dome, and he somehow managed to get it through. Well, there was enough of it still left that quite a lot of demolition work had to be carried out before they could actually start rebuilding the new St. Paul's. And apparently more 
workmen died during the demolition than reported deaths during the Great Fire. So this, you know, it was wow. dangerous work. And at one point, because they were using battering rams to take the old, what remained of the walls down. You can see um, how this would have been dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> so so they came up with a new, safer technique to, to finish off the demolition, which they did using gunpowder. And so, you know, they were, they, they sacrificed one dangerous technique for another. Um, and the new one, the, like the gunpowder based version of bringing down parts of the cathedral in the hands of one of the collaborators that, uh, that Ren was working with and then delegated to because he had other business to attend to, the explosions that he was setting off started to damage the buildings around what remained of St. Paul's and almost blew up nearby houses. I mean, demolition is something you don't, you don't really <laughs> want to be on a learning curve. No, you don't. Do you? <laughs> so they did actually return to battering ram before they'd finished uh, doing their, their demolition of the old building. But actually, you do want to be on a learning curve with Christopher Wren. I feel mm. like that's his big strength. People still dispute whether he kind of was... Well, everyone can acknowledge, I think, that he was an artist, I suppose, with his architecture. But whether I suppose whether he was a genius or whether he was ingenious, that's the mm. distinction, isn't it? Like Everyone's like, oh, this building's very nice. But he's the best thing about it that he overcame loads of challenges to build it. That seems to be his real strength. Uh, he was a scientist before he was an architect and is often described as a kind of problem solver. And when he built the Sheldonian in Oxford, which was his first major building in England, that was all about rising to the challenge because architects said... Building such a large roof as that was impossible because literally there aren't trees long enough to have a piece of wood that would stretch across the roof. And he invented this kind of interlocking mm. roof. So that was his kind of raison d'etre. That was his specialism. Well, And it was his scientific mind. That's the reason that there is a 60-foot gap between the inner dome and the outer dome because he realised early on that a dome that huge would actually look really weird and distant and unimpressive from the inside. You know, when you go in a church and you look up at the dome, you want to see nice pictures around it, don't you? Some stunning mm. artwork. But he was like, well, if it's, you know, hundreds of feet above you, you're not going to be able to appreciate it. So he built the smaller internal dome so you get the best of both and actually what happened is by 1672 when they started building this thing they were like you know what this is actually a bit too modest looking now can you go a bit bigger <laughs> and so then he came up with what was now known as the great model which looked kind of popey like it looked more vaticany Yes. And people did, Anglicans, did not like that. So he was constantly adapting the design and trying to satisfy everybody. He was very good at that. Not only that, but also the great model that was signed off by King Charles was signed off with the proviso that Wren was going to be able to make variations rather ornamental than essential. And so the idea was that as long as his, you know, once we get this thing underway, you can tweak the design a little bit uh, as you go, and uh, but nothing major that we haven't already signed off. I'm the king. Um, but as he went, as soon as the scaffolding... <laughs> Love the king. Yeah. <laughs> but as soon as the scaffolding went up, he basically used this proviso to make massive, massive changes to the original design, including he reverted to the large dome of the previous Greek cross design that he had come up with and added this massive new grand west main entrance and towers, the one that many of us would have passed by uh, and seen. So he, he sort of used this little footnote of a of a qualification mm. to build the building he wanted to build rather than the, the, the building that had been signed off by all and sundry. 
The first stone was laid in 1675, and so legend says that what happened is that Wren asked a workman to bring him a flat piece of stone to use as a marker for the stonemasons. He was then given a fragment of a gravestone which contained a single word, resurgum, Latin for I will rise again. And wow. This is apparently why there is a stone relief on the south side of the cathedral that depicts a phoenix over a sea of flames with resurgum carved beneath. So it mm. was a nice little metaphor for the re- revival of London after the Great Fire. Yeah. He stayed really involved with the construction of St Paul's over the 33 years that it took to complete. Even as, you know, he was in his 70s by the time it was finished and he was being hoisted in a basket to monitor the final work that was taking place on the dome. And so in 1708, when he was 76, he was able to witness his son laying the final stone. Not that many people that era would have made it to 76, especially with all their physical and mental mm. faculties. So he made it, it to really 91, cool excuse me. 91 yeah. by the time he died. He kept busy. Yes, that's the secret. Build you know? a cathedral. And it was, it was his son, Christopher Wren Jr., who laid the final stone in the lantern over the dome. He was there with the son of one of the original stonemasons as well, so it was a nice little moment for them all to enjoy mm. what they'd done, you know, after 33 years and five monarchs. The funny thing was that some of the final minor details were actually taken out of Wren's hands. And I guess if this is your major work and you know it's always going to be, you would be a little bit upset about that fact and he didn't hold back from expressing that dissatisfaction. Particularly, he was very, very critical of the railings around the northern perimeter of the churchyard, which weren't his work. And today they're very highly valued as one of the UK's earliest surviving examples of cast iron work, so they're very well regarded. But they just stuck in his craw. Yeah, here's Christopher Wren protesting the addition of a stone balustrade. Uh, He said that the addition was, quote, contrary to the principles of architecture and as as breaking into the harmony of the whole design. But, he said, ladies think nothing well without an edging. (laughs) <laughs> you know what women are like <laughs> This was obviously a really common stereotype about women in the era You know, they loved edging Mrs Balustrade's here again, is she? Can't just lean like everyone else Look, if you're not six foot tall and you don't have edging, don't swipe <laughs> uh, Anyway, he was the first person to be buried inside St Paul's when he died at the age of 91 Yeah, that's right. And he has a very simple plaque that in Latin simply states, if you seek his monument, look around you. And man, what a great thing to be able to say. Like, you want to know... It's a mic drop, isn't it? uh, Yeah, you want to know a thing that I did? Everything that you're looking at right now. (laughs) Yeah, it's a bit of a humble brag, isn't it? When you say it's modest. I mean, it's modest apart from the massive... Thing yeah. that costs millions of pounds <laughs> all around it. <laughs> and so another week of retrospecting ends. But next week begins a day early at Club Retrospectors. Join us now to get an exclusive episode every Sunday. Patreon.com slash retrospectors. Part of the ACAST Creator Network. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.